Welcome to the Healthy Body, Healthy Mind podcast. I'm your host, Brian Kinghorn, co-founder and CEO of HBHM. We're a carbon neutral wellness brand and we're focused on the well-being of our customers and the planet. We produce a range of products designed to support a healthy lifestyle. This podcast is for our community. We'll have a range of experts in the health, fitness and wellness space designed to help you all improve many aspects of your life. For listening to this podcast, you can get 15% off our products at hbhm.com by using the code hbhmpod at checkout. Thanks for listening. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Healthy Body, Healthy Mind podcast. Uh, this week we have Great Britain ultra runner Kyle Gregg on the show. So Kyle is a, a highly qualified personal trainer with over 15 years experience at the highest level. He's an athlete himself, having represented Great Britain for running at world championships. He's a multiple national champion. He was third at the British 100 kilometer championships, which is phenomenal, uh, and consistently finishes in the top five at Ultra World Tour events. Kyle has a pedigree of performing highly a range of distances from five kilometers through to the marathon and a lot longer than the marathon, uh, boasting some impressive PBs, including uh, 30 minutes for the 10K, six to eight minutes for the half, and 2.25 for the marathon. Uh, on top of that, Kyle is uh, obviously a, a qualified level three personal trainer. He's a running coach and holds a sports and exercise science honours degree. Uh, he's also the race organiser for the Murray Way Ultra Series and co-host of the highly popular podcast Tartan Running Shorts, of which I am a weekly listener. And he has recently just started a new role as fundraising manager at Athletics Trust Scotland all of which we'll dive into on this episode. So welcome to the HBHM podcast. How are you doing today, Kyle? Oh, I'm, I'm very good. Uh, I, I'm, it's, it's great to be on the, the HBHM podcast. Uh, one thing I will say is I'm probably more nervous being on this podcast than I am in my own podcast. Uh, the, kinda, the tables have turned, you know, I'm now the interviewee. But uh, well, firstly, thanks uh, for having me on and thanks for the, the, the fantastic introdu- introduction. Uh, you know, I never don't really expect some somebody to be, uh, you know, boasting about my what, what I've done in the past. But uh, <laughs> I thought I'd start always, by giving you a heads up, Kyle. <laughs> I don't just... It's always a good confidence booster, eh? So exactly. Uh, but, exactly. Yeah. So so you're obviously a man of many hats. You know, I just I read that out in your your intro there just now. So because you know you touched on it there, you the tables have turned and you're in, you're in the spotlight as a as a guest on this episode, mm-hmm. obviously you're normally, uh, you know, on your own podcast, you're a co-host with yeah. Mr. Tom Bryan. So let's dive in first then with Tartan Running Shorts, obviously TRS that we'll, we'll probably call it. Yeah. Explain what that is for the listeners that maybe don't know what it is. So, so basically when I, I've, I've been running for years, you know, over like 30 odd years and uh, the last few years, I've always gone out for a lot, you know, I've started doing longer runs and, um, and I was listening to you know some some podcasts about running. You know that's how sad my life is. You know I, I go out for a run and I listen to running podcasts. You know nothing. You know not, not you think you'd switch off when you're running, but no. <laughs> so I was like, this is great. You know this is really good. It's a good way of understanding my sport and learning a little bit more about it, and almost being inspired by by other people, influencers, experts, uh, 
athletes of of my sport. Um, so so I got to the point I thought, well, there's not really a podcast in Scotland that's that really talks about running um, and athletics in Scotland. So I kind of put it to, to my, my my good friend Tom Bryan, uh, who was he's a captain. He was the captain at Metro Aberdeen, the running club, and the chair. Um, and he, you know, I said, do you fancy doing a podcast? And uh, and I, I thought long and hard about it, and I thought, why don't we call it like something catchy, like Tartan Running Shorts? And there's a story behind that which I maybe shouldn't share in this this <laughs> podcast. Um, but it, it basically involves me in Tartan Running Shorts and doing a hundred meter sprint, which wasn't my kind of a race. And you know, things started escaping where they shouldn't escape. Uh, <laughs> okay. and, and you know, and in front of my granny, my granddad, my auntie, my uncle uh, at the Dufton Highland Games. But I'm not going to oh, tell you what that thing escaped was. <laughs> it's probably in a TV channel somewhere in in America where they you were filming. You might find it on YouTube. Well, no doubt, eh? It's probably been taken off, eh? So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So the the kind of idea, the concept of of um, you know, starting the podcast. Tartan running shorts was really predominantly we thought there was a gap in the market where we can you know get runners in Scotland club runners and people who love running in Scotland you know in, in, in the kind of local or national area to, and, and, and basically just being a voice in, in an audio form um, and we kind of closely um, we, we kind of closely wanted it to, to recognize what the, the governing body was doing and taking some of those news articles and promoting them in, a, in, a, in an audio format. So we wanted to promote this sport. Um, but we also wanted to get, uh, you know, we wanted it to be quite lighthearted. You know, we want, we like a beer, you know, and, and I think it's be, obviously in healthy body, healthy minds. It's, it's a good, you know, we best when you've earned it, you know, you've got yeah. to promote, you've got to earn your beer, whatever way than, you know, talking about running, drinking a beer with one of my best mates. And that's kind of how it, how it all kind of took off. And that was about two years ago now. In fact, that's a lie. It's almost three years ago next almost week. Almost huh? so We're going to have a TRS birthday party. I don't know what that'll look like, mind you. It's probably just <laughs> another episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, the, the actual format is, yeah, talking about running with a, a pint in our hand, uh, usually a 330ml, not, not a pint. It's far too much for me. Uh, and and just, um, yeah, just talking all about running and getting interviews on the show as well. Um, like influence of influencers of our sport, um, athletes of our sport, coaches, officials, you name it, we, authors of books and things. So we've had a wide range of of uh, people on the show from Olympians to, you know, to, to, to authors. So Olympians like Charlie Spen, who was one of the first uh, marathon winners, um, and of London Marathon, we've we've had um, who else have we had on? We had Beth Potter on a couple of weeks ago, who broke the world record for the five k. Uh, who else have we had? So many people. It's really yeah. bad. Like Fraser Klein, one of the interviews yeah. of HBHM yeah, was on yeah. as well. Uh, Robbie Fraser Simpson. Robbie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you probably know more than I do about you know. I had to, and, <laughs> and 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 we've um, yeah with Damien Hall. Uh, we've had oh god. It's, um, Steph Davis, obviously, Steph, just won Steph, the, the yeah. finals. Yeah. Steph Davis. So we've got, we've, you know, it's it's really bad that I'm I'm having a mind blank, but we've had we've got 140 episodes. Most of them have got a, an interview on the show. So sorry. About <laughs> no, that. I won't. I won't quiz you on every single guest. <laughs> any guests of TRS that are listening, oh, don't be offended. Oh, that's it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's just a weekly show that we we kind of chat about, and it's. Uh, uh, yeah, it's just you know, we, it's, we... it's quite it's grown over time as well. Like you know, you you definitely, you know, people like Athletic Scotland and you know all these uh, organisations are are sort of taking note of 
what's been said on TRS. It's really, yeah, it's really it's, grown well over the years. Aye, definitely. It's uh, it's definitely got a voice, um, and it's definitely a platform that we've we've been able to use for various formats. And um, you know, when the, the, the we've got over usually a bit between one thousand and fifteen hundred listens per per episode. Uh, I mean, obviously, it was just my my mum and my dad and. And Tom's mum and dad who listened at the start, but it's it's good that you know don't don't go back to the to the re- episode one. That's an absolute shock, and everyone has to have a shocking <laughs> episode. Uh, you know, you guys haven't just yet, but you know it'll, it'll certainly come with uh, audio sure. issues, no doubt. But um, but yeah, it's definitely a platform that we can use to promote our sport. And you know, as as I mentioned, um, you know, I I uh, we've had challenges. We talk about our own goals and things, and one of them for me was using it as a diary as well you know like oh how your race went well it went great this time and how did it go this time it went terrible and, and i can yeah. tell people all about it and i can also go back and listen to what my re- my account of the race was so i did the I, it's one i always go back to world's away 80 miler and i i think i was a bit too big for my boots i just finished uh, a big marathon block i think it was chicago marathon and i was kind of happy with my result there but then I just stopped running for two months. And then I thought, I want to do the UTMB next year, which is one of the biggest ultra trail races in the world. But I need to get points to do it. And I don't have to win the race. I just have to run the race uh, to get the points. It doesn't matter where you are in the field, you get the points. And if I get X number of points, I can get an elite entry into the UTMB, and, uh, which I was fortunate to, to be able to do. So I did the race and I thought, right, well, I've, I've been trained for two, three months, but I've been running for 30 odd years. I'll try and you know, go out hard and without any training and just try and win it and see how long. And it's not a case of how 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 much I win it. You know, how much I, or what position I'm in. It's how much I win it by. That's a terrible <laughs> attitude. Terrible attitude. And I went in. Now I went. You know, all guns blazing for the first ten miles. You know, I was even doing surges and ridiculous things. You know, stopping and starting and and I got to mile forty and it just uh, my legs just came off me and. I was, you know, I, I I just, I hit the wall and I thought, I can't not complete this. I've got to complete it. Yeah. So it got to a point of just trying to win it to survive and not getting overtaken by the balloon ladies, <laughs> uh, which at mile 70 was was quite real. It was quite, I, I thought I might not make the cutoff here. I was literally going less than, I think it was like two, two three mile an hour. Yeah. And 10, you know, 10 miles was going to take me three and a half hours because it was that slow and and it, you know long story short I, I managed to finish the race and and I learned so many things from that race and it really did uh you know sometimes you've got to have some bad races to 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 have really good performances um you know and every success comes with every failure yeah, and vice versa I, I think you know people people are scared of failure but I think yeah. it's a good thing because I'm I, sure what you just said you know what what sort of things did you learn from that and what did you take away from it Firstly, not to, I, I can be someone who can be pretending. This is, I'm, I'm, you might not think it, but I'm quite modest and, you know, I don't really like to blow my own trumpet too much. Um, and, but, but something that kind of alluded from some of these races that I've done, I've sometimes gone into races being overconfident. Um, I used to go into races underconfident uh, before, like eight years ago, when I didn't really train as much and, 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 and I kind of changed it. I kind of went to the extreme slightly uh, I mean that's not every race I can be I'm a realist as well but I, I do sometimes go in and think yeah I think I'm okay I think I'm feeling good and boom <laughs> you know you, you it's not not the case at all um 
and and just also just about like uh, pacing a race as well, like pacing your runs and and just making sure that you've got a making sure that you've got plan A, plan B, and plan C. You know, I only had a plan A that day. Yeah. You know, there was no backup. It was just you know I was going to win this and and um, how much by and that was just not a very good attitude. Yeah. And uh, and and I think, but yeah, I mean, it's also I learned a lot about just just being in a bad place and how to deal with that as well. Even though you haven't got these plans, like sometimes you you, you go into something you don't have any plan, but you got to figure out something. Yeah. Uh, and and that's something that sometimes training won't help with. It just something might just training is obviously good to combat some of these issues but sometimes you're going to hit someone will come to you you've no idea what to do but you have to figure it out and you've got that's it you just got to use your you've just got to battle the demons and i, I battled a lot of demons that day and uh and, and and you know and it was basically this i this is a bucket list if i can get to the end i'm going to be able to do a bucket list i'm going to be able to tick off something on my bucket list and yeah that was a big carrot as well. Um, but but yeah, yeah, it's uh, I've hopefully I've answered your question. Yeah. And how, how long did it take you to recover from that world's way, the horrible? You know what? It's interestingly not that long because I was going so slow that yeah. I didn't really, you know, like at 40 miles I went hard, but then after that I wasn't going that fast because I was just got my body was just useless. So yeah. I actually recovered quite quite quickly, you know, physically, yes, but mentally, you know, I had to, you know, just took a while. I had to figure out what I was doing, you know, what how what went wrong. You know, I know exactly what went wrong. I just didn't train in the run yeah. up to the race, but I, I thought I had the fitness to go into it and still do okay, which I didn't. But yeah. So another another learning and takeaway from that was train for an 80 mile race. <laughs> that, well, yeah, I didn't even say that, did I? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely train for some of these long events. Um uh, and, it, and it doesn't, you know, I literally just put my feet up for two months and didn't do anything and it's amazing how much you lose but how quick you can gain it back if you do yeah. have a block of training so uh you know being a coach as well you think uh i would learn from my own uh, mistakes or learn practice what i preach rather yeah so and yeah. so, so just to sort of tie into that then you know uh you, know, you spoke about an 80, 80 mile race there. You've also done UTMB, which is what over a hundred or around about a hundred miles. Yes, yeah, like um, hundred three miles or something. Yeah, so you've that done extra lot, three miles is important. You've done yeah. in hundred k all this. You know, you've done lots of long distance races, clearly, and I'm sure we might talk about some more over the course of the podcast. But you know, in regards to like mind over matter, how how much do you think is physical and how much is mental in some of these really long races? I think um, I know a lot of people think it's it's more mental than physical, but I'm sorry, like I I I, I, th- I think I disagree with that. It's <laughs> it's you you can get like I mean I, let's let's put it this way: people most like for most people can complete a marathon. Some people can't, you know, for maybe if they've got a disability or something that's preventing them from going that distance, but. If somebody says to you, you know, some of the listeners go out and do 26 miles, you're probably like, no, I'm not doing that. Uh, but you'll be able to do it physically. Your body will probably be able to do it, which which is is great. But it's still hard. It's still yeah. really, really hard. And, and there's a mental component there just has to drive the physical power, you know, the physical component through. Um, but when you're going up like, you know, something like the UTMB or something like that, uh, it's hard. You're going up these hills and your body's aching. Your body's really, really tired, and 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 that's uh, 
and obviously if I didn't train physically for for that, um, I would have been doing a world's way again and gone like I've been going so slow. I would have managed to complete it because my mental side's there. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a really difficult one to ask. I think you've got to have the physical side to have the. Is that right? What, yeah, you've got to have the. The you've physical, got to have a combination of both. Yeah, you've obviously. got to have the physical capabilities to have the to be able to do it, and then that's where the mental side can come in too. Um, but you've also got to have the mental capability to to have the physical capability as well, because yeah. you're not going to somebody's not going to go out and do do a marathon, even though they can do it. If yeah. That makes I suppose, sense. I suppose where the men, you know, the mental side comes into it is, you know, when you are. 75 miles into a hundred mile race and you're really really feeling it in your body but to keep yourself going you know that's obviously as an element of mental yeah i think yeah yeah so that would be my final point is there's the physical side that's really really important to have the physical side uh to do it because it'll make it a lot easier based on the pace that you're doing uh you, you need to have the physical training but the mental training is hugely important too it's amazing like some of the races i've done where you're in a really bad patch and 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 you think you've got nothing left. But the moment you speak, the moment you kind of reassess the situation or you go to an aid station and you know you've got Tommy in the aid station shouting, like, you got this, you can do this. You're only X number of hours behind the leader. <laughs> uh, you know, that's maybe a good or bad thing, but like you get that that motivation, that sort of in, 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 extri- intrinsic, is it? Um like it is huge. It's it's a huge um it's a huge component of 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 doing something like an ultra. So, like yeah, physical and mental both are I would say is equally important. Maybe physical slightly more than the, the mental side. So yeah. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go sixty five forty five for that. There you go, sixty five forty five. Sixty five percent physical, forty five percent mental. Hi, right, so sixty five thirty five. Oh yeah, sorry yeah. <laughs> I hope you've got an edit button for your for the podcast. <laughs> of course. Um, so on to you know, you've mentioned a couple of times that you've been running for you know 30 years. I did have a look at your um you know UK athletics, the run Britain profile. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Stuff oh. goes back, stuff goes back there to 2002 in there. Um so how how did your running journey begin? How did you get into it? Started, uh, I started running when I was in primary school in like primary six. Um, Mrs. Thompson said to me, I've, we, We're doing a running club after school. So I decided, Oh, I'll give it a bash. And uh, it was just around the field, just right. It was like, what, 700 meter loop or something. So I went out and just found it really dull, like running <laughs> around a field so dull. I mean, it was only primary four. I wanted to play football or chase a ball or run away from police or no not the police <laughs> uh but yeah something like if it, if it, yeah I, I found um i find it a bit like i was okay i wasn't like the, the best in my school i was not bad in terms of distance um but then i did my first sort of cross-country race at, and i came like i got a bronze in primary the forest primary school championships or something and uh and i thought oh, i'm not bad at this i really caught the bug and uh and then you know a couple of years later uh i just I was I, I was told why don't you join the running club you know the Forest Harriers so I was like ah oh, why not I went there and just got my ass whipped to me and all these these kind of young and old whippersnappers just you know going past me and it and I, and I was doing lots of other sports at the time I was doing taekwondo I was swimming I was playing football and 
uh, fishing, all all those kind of things, which is great. Um, and uh, yeah, and, and I was I was always like I, I got to the the district level, and I was I was getting picked for the district team as a youth uh, under thirteen, and then I went to the national cross country championships, my first one, and I got a silver medal under thirteen boys, and uh, and that's kind of where it all started. And I thought, oh, this is I'm actually enjoying this. I'm enjoying the successes I'm I'm getting from it, and certainly enjoying the feeling of, of accomplishment. You know, my, 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 the reason why I run now is different to why I ran back then. I ran back then because I wanted to win races, whereas now it's, um, I run, you know, I still want to win races, but my, my, the why I've got now is just the, 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 the kind of goals that I've I set for myself that aren't necessarily winning races. It's yeah. uh, the feeling as well that you get from running, doing just, from a mental well-being point of view as well um but anyway that's i'm going off topic uh i'll go back to yeah so that's how i started running and uh i was doing like um just cross country in the winter and and track in the summer and uh and as i as i got a little bit older you know when i got to like 15 16 years old uh, i started doing i got a bit bored running around circles on a track and you know i did i was doing like 400s 800 meters and uh, I, my, I think my PB for 800 is like 202 and I, I could not get anywhere close to that anymore which is I think I was like 15 and I, I just look at that time and go how the hell did I run 202 and that's not really that good a time for some of the other faster guys and even girls but uh, but yeah so I, I wanted to just I love just going out and running in the trails and the woods and the uh, in the hills and mountains and things and we, you know we're lucky enough in the north of Scotland to have all that so I just wanted to get out there and there was happened to be hill races as well. Uh, and I've got, you know, being a, you know, I've got big, big kind of quads. I've got like thunder thighs and I wanted to put them to good use going up these big hills. And I got, you know, I got picked for Scotland and uh, I was lucky enough in 2003, 2004 to be picked for Scotland to go to the World Trophy in Alaska, uh, which was phenomenal. It was all paid for by Scottish Athletics and, um and the team manager, uh, team coach, Martin Hyman, he sadly passed away a couple of weeks ago. It was a oh, yeah. Huge, uh, huge influence to the sport. And, you know, he's an Olympian in his own right and just such a humble guy, but just really encouraged me to, to keep running and keep running in the hills and do keep doing what you're doing. Um, so he was someone who, you know, organised a lot of the local races around Scotland and uh, did a lot for the junior development of hill runners. Uh, so, yes, it was it was... Uh, you know, I got went to Alaska, and the day of the race, the Alaskans were saying, "Ah, it never snows in Alaska," and or the couple of days before, and they were like, "Ah, it's fine, no bar." And then it ended up the day of the race, snowing, wasn't it? Snowing, <laughs> snow coming from the hills. All these other countries didn't know what innovates or all these studded hill running shoes were, so they were running in their their road shoes, and they were flying about the place, you know, slipping down the hill, and and I'm whizzing past them, past them, you know pretty pretty uh pretty kind of you know s- smug in in my old my my kind of rugged hill hill running shoes and uh obviously I helped a couple of them because some of them were in a bad place you know <laughs> <laughs> like there was the snow was becoming was white it turned red because of all the all the the slips and trips and things uh, yeah but but yeah I mean, that was an amazing experience and then the year after I got picked again to go to the world trophy in Italy this that year and I was I had a better result there um but yeah, yeah, and then, that, that, and then I started, I uh, went to university uh, in Aberdeen and really didn't really do much running after that. Like I ran for the University Athletics Club yeah. um, 
and uh, which was you know kind of a drinking club that had a running problem probably. <laughs> uh, so and like you know, beer mile was the main kind of focus of the season okay. back then. Uh, I try you know I trained twice three times a week. Thought that was a big week sometimes. You know when I got to like thirty miles a week or twenty five, uh, and then when I graduated. Um, I joined the police uh, for two, just over two years, and um, uh, and, and for one thing, I still was doing that kind of same type of training three times a week, not really taking it that seriously. Uh, and then, like, I decided I just didn't enjoy this routine. I was I was really struggling during night shift and getting a bit stressed and putting a little bit of weight on, and deciding this isn't for me. I want to go back into the sport. Yeah, and then from there. Uh, I joined, you know, I was a personal trainer, first gym that opened, Pure Gym, the first one in Aberdeen, and joined there and worked at Runfit as assistant manager and did that, you know, on, on the side as well. Um, and uh, yeah, and then and then I just started finding the love for running again and, and, and started training like a full-time athlete with a full-time job and yeah. uh, ran like every day, sometimes twice a day, and my times just took off, like... Yeah. It's been, I had a coach as well who still coaches me, Lewis Walker. And, um, and like when I was running, I was like, my 10 KPB was like 33 and a half minutes and I was getting it down to 30 minutes. Uh, and then my, my half time was 78 to 68. And then it just really gave me a huge, um, just a huge confidence booster yeah. to, to go, holy moly, I've actually doing all this training and it's making a difference. <laughs> but I just didn't believe it would. I thought I'm not putting, I'm not running double double runs. You know, when I, my coach put that in, I thought, I'm not doing that. Uh, I'm not running 70 miles a week. And I thought, oh, I'll give it a go and see see how it fits. And what a difference it made. It just yeah. it made me have a newly found passion for running. And uh, and yeah, I'm still running to this day. And and started you know, going to the marathons and now into the ultras and just can't get enough of it now you know a bit like you brian eh? yeah yeah no i know it's it's something you know you mentioned your coach there as well so you've been working you've been working with lewis then for quite a long time then have you yeah it's uh he'll definitely say it's been a lot you know a longer time than i would yeah <laughs> uh, but but yeah like it's been yeah about nine years now and uh really good relationship with him he's he's just an oracle when it comes to the knowledge and he's just so passionate about it uh and you know he was a gp he's, he's you know he just does this on the side you know he uh he does it on a voluntary basis uh and he just loves the feeling of people achieving and yeah. getting getting quick and, and and his his sort of training philosophy uh working for it certainly work, has been working for me yeah. um and yeah i mean obviously it's if it wasn't for him i wouldn't have the belief that I have now yeah. in, in what I've done. Um, so yeah, having structures a huge, yeah. certainly really important as well. Yeah. I, I found as well, like the, he really was initially, he did put a lot of sessions in like to the point was now I, I, I kind of learned, I've learned a lot from him. So I kind of just say, right, this is what I think we should do. What do you think of this? Yeah. Whereas before he would say, I su suggest you would do this, yeah. but now we've got such a library of, things and and i've learned a lot from him then there's less of input from him but yeah. obviously still that guidance as well so it's been really yeah. good yeah no it's it's the structure is massive part of it and that's what i think's benefited me the last few years of just having yeah. a coach giving me the structure that's 
you know, you follow it. And when you see the improvement, you want to do it more and you just keep yeah. doing it and you, you know, do different things and add to it. And yeah, so it just, it's no, it's no coincidence following a structured plan helps um, improve. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. And it's, I think sometimes people might think, you know, following this, I can't see the, the improvement straight away. You just have to stick to it. And yeah. the, there's not, there's no real shortcut, uh, even with all these carbon plates and, you know all these other bits and bobs floating about the, the shelves these days uh yeah. there's there's no shortcut there's just consistency in training and being yeah. sensible with it too exactly. yeah, yeah. Con- consistent consistency absolutely that's yeah. definitely a key thing yeah. um so you said your reason for running now is slightly different um you, you know you touched on mental well-being and things like that so you know what's your your biggest reason for for running nowadays then as I was just having a, a, a just a swig of my own brew there, you know, one of the maybe that's one of the reasons is I run so that I can eat more and drink more. Yeah, uh, well. It's not that's a terrible philosophy, um, but no, like you know, I like I love the feeling of having a goal and you know aiming towards that goal and just seeing how close I can get to it and hopefully accomplishing it. And even if I don't, I never think of it as a failure. I just think of it as a, a lesson that I can learn from, you know, in my running or in, in, a, in, in life in general. You know, I've learned so much about, you know, so much in running that I can take into other elements of my life as well. Yeah. Um, so that's something that's important. Like some of the, the, the kind of BHAGs we're going to call it, I'm sure you've heard of what a BHAG is, but big, hairy, audacious goal. Big, hairy, so audacious something, goal. Uh, something that Tommy uh, in, in the pot, tart, tart run shorts was mentioning. So he was like, right, just have a BHAG. What's your BHAG? And and what you know, my BHAG the last couple of years, two main ones was the UTMB doing that, and and that was just an experience in itself. Uh, it didn't go the way I wanted it to, but I learned so much from it. And and you know, having my family there and having Tom there, it was just such a special moment. And it was a bucket list to do that race, running around the whole of the Mont Blanc masses was just phenomenal and breathtaking. And running through the night. And, you know, the sunrise and you're up at the top of the mountains, you know, 2,000 metres high and you're just running in paradise, trail running paradise. It's just some money can't buy that. Uh, it's just phenomenal. And uh, and I didn't win the race. I was nowhere near the race. My race didn't go at plan. I can't remember what position I was. But uh, and then the other one was the treadmill world challenge. Tre- world challenge? Trying to break the world record for the 24-hour treadmill, which again didn't go well. But uh, <laughs> but the, the whole point of that was to raise money for charity and um, and just have a something to aim for during lockdown. You know, because yeah. lockdown was grim to many well, people. Let, let's let's dive into the the world the treadmill challenge then, because that is definitely something I was wanting to chat to you about. So you were well. Let's just explain what it was that you were doing then for our listeners. Uh, what I was doing wasn't what I wanted to do, but <laughs> what I wanted to do was, uh, so what basically I decided during lockdown last year to, um, to have something, to do something that I was looking at, like, I thought I've got a treadmill in my garage. Why don't I, and why don't I try and break a treadmill world record? And some of the, without sounding, uh, up myself, some of the treadmill world records weren't as hard as they are when it comes to running on on land. When it yeah. comes, you know, when it comes, like uh, uh, your twenty four, sorry, your hundred mile world record on the treadmills, like almost an hour slower than it is on the track. So yeah. I thought, well, I'm kind of at that level where I could give this a go, and um, with some training, I think I could I could do this. Uh, 
So it initially came about, right, I'm going to try it in the 24-hour one. I thought, right, I'm going to give the 24-hour one a, a shot and see see how I get on. I'll do my training in my garage. I've got plenty of time because I'm in furlough at, uh, at my previous work. So, yeah, I was like, right, let's give it a shot. So I, I put together a block of training. I did a lot of my runs uh, outside on the flat as far as I could make them, but I also ran on the treadmill to, yeah. you know, have that specificity. But I also didn't want to compromise on just running on a treadmill all the time can potentially lead to only just a single movement pattern, which I didn't really want to have because I wanted to do other things, you know, past the treadmill challenge. So it was a little bit of fun, this treadmill challenge. And, you know, the only person I'm up against here is myself. I'm not up against anyone else. So um, it's within my own kind of capabilities and controls. So I decided, yeah, let's give it a shot. Uh, jumped on the treadmill on the, I think it was like the end of August, start of, end of August, I think it was, uh, of last year. And um, knowing that I've raised, like, I think it was about £5,000 for uh, joint charities, Chaz and Gothimba Edwards, Gothimba Edwards Foundation. Um, so that was the main reason was to use it as a fundraiser. I've, I've done some fundraising in the past, but nothing, you know, focused because I, I I think someone like me, because I've done marathons and ultras, if I was to say I'll, can I, I'll raise money for a charity, people will laugh at me because it's, yeah. it's not really a challenge. You do that for fun. <laughs> you do that for fun, yeah. So I thought this is something where I'm genuinely scared, genuinely think I could really, I've got, a, there's a massive, uh, the, the odds of me breaking the world record are quite, I thought I could believe that I could do it, but there's a big, huge, uncontrollable here. I've never done anything past six hours in a treadmill in fact i hate treadmills i hate running <laughs> on treadmills even now even even on the day uh so like that was a challenge in myself so i wanted to really just test myself and really just get out my comfort zone and and if it if it goes wrong as i said before i i'm you know i can take it on the chin like i just find i just find success and the failures of not even failures some of the things that you, you know you don't go the way you want them to you don't achieve your goal but it's uh so anyway so i, I get on the treadmill and if, I, I, what i will say is uh i actually got you know our our colleague martin dickey offered me his treadmill and, and his gym and uh and, and i actually turned that down to go to aberdeen sports village yeah. um where i worked but Nothing was set up on the day. Uh, I, even despite me asking, is it okay to go there? No one really, there wasn't really any kind of communication from them. And I had to like move the treadmill just before the event. And and it really, it really, you know, I, I don't work there anymore, so I can say what I want. But <laughs> I was really disappointed by management there when they said, yeah, crack on and do it. Whereas someone like, you know, Martin said, yeah, I'll sort this out, I'll do this. And, and I turned them down because I thought, you know, Maver you know, Maver 8 venue would actually help me out. And they were, you know, they're saying, just do it in the gym. The gym's 20, it was like 30 degrees Celsius in there. It's a 24-hour event I'm running for. So that I was like, I can't do it in here. It has to be in this area. And I went in, you know, wrecked the course, wrecked the, the the venue. So this is where I want to do it. And anyway, I'm not going to be bitter because that's not part, <laughs> that's not who I am. But yeah, there was a few issues in the run-up to it, which uh, were, were quite stressful. And, 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 and uh, in a put that part that aside jumped on the treadmill and everything was going fantastic for five six hours in the, the race and well maybe the first couple of hours i was having to get off and pee because i tried to overhydrate <laughs> uh so i think i overhydrated so that i wouldn't be dehydrated in the first couple of hours because because of, of the indoor venue 
Um, but that was okay. You know, I got back on track. I was I was on on track to you know world record pace for the for the hundred mile initially because I was going to do the hundred mile first. And if I failed that one, I would go into the twenty four hour one. If I failed both, then oh well. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I got to like five six hours in, and my hip just my right hip just started like excruciating. Like it was like a nerve was pinching on uh, just just the kind of area in my hip bone I don't know what it was but it was really painful and I basically had to kind of just stop and jump off and get a good rub and I actually got the I don't know if you've seen these like yeah, Theragun the, the Theragun yeah so I yeah, got so, one of them I was like <laughs> you know but it was on live on YouTube as well yeah. so you didn't God knows it, probably a different type of something tube that I, I was uh, on I was what I was watching okay every so often on the live stream and yeah just saw you with the, the gun <laughs> in the side the third gun in the side of it. <laughs> so things weren't going to plan but like I kept jumping off and I thought right I got to like hour nine or something I was slightly off 100 mile world record pace and and uh, it was all about right let's stop and let's reassess what your goals are and the goal was to push on for the 24 hour world record because I, I I basically um had a buffer of like an over an hour 20 if I was just to stop and yeah. run at the pace so I had a huge buffer but you know the pace I was going at was considerably slower it was starting to slow and slow because of the pain in my hip yeah but in my head I'm like I've 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 um I've been, I've kind of devoted my 24 hours on this treadmill I've invested in I've in, other people have invested in 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 my challenge and for for the cause for the Gothamba Edwards and Chaz and I was like nah I can't stop I've got to keep going I've got no choice I'm going to be on if if I pass out pass out in the treadmill then so be it but I'm going to keep going until I can't yeah. that's what I did yeah, and it was yeah. just like 12 hours of pain uh it was just excruciating so I got I think I got to about 18 hours and I couldn't I, I, if I I was basically falling off the treadmill by yeah. that point and, and that was it game over but still uh, some, I, some achievement that though, oh, eight, thank eight, you eight, yeah eight well, well that was the thing that was pushing me on was uh, I had all these people who sent in videos and I was looking and they were getting I, I got like two an hour and people coming in just friends and family and people I've spoke to and uh, people I look up to and they were just like, go on, Kyle, you can do it. And it was just inspired me. And and hearing some of the people like sending in, like hearing the 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 the, the funds, the, the kind of the, the funds that I was raising go up and up and up. Uh like I heard five, five, five and a half thousand, six thousand, seven thousand, eight thousand, nine thousand, ten thousand. It was like, I'm not gonna stop. Like, <laughs> but I think you know, it was just that was hugely inspiring was yeah. people the amount of people who donated and I still like it was one of the most special things I've ever done and probably the thing I'm mostly proud of in what in my life um because it's uh yeah it's it although I didn't achieve the world record the amount of money that I raised and the the, the contribution that's going to have to the charities is just you know something how, that, how much money did you raise in the end uh, it was eleven thousand pounds, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, which, yeah, just blew my mind. Like I, I, I had a like big goal of five thousand, uh, but to have eleven, just like I, yeah, just inspired me hugely. And yeah, I'll never, I'll always be so grateful for the people who supported um, yeah. that challenge. And yeah, yeah, it's pretty, pretty cool. Pretty, uh, but yeah, it was uh, a, a bittersweet kind of feeling. But then after the after the challenge, I was just a mess. I was bedridden for two days, you know. It was, it was quite nice, actually, getting fed and not having to... 
You milked yeah. that longer than you needed oh, to. Uh, yeah, probably did. Yeah, I could have got out after a day, but nah. Yeah. <laughs> so that uh, was good. So good. will you go back and try it again? It's funny you say that. Like my my mum in law and my mum actually, they they both said you're not doing that again. Like <laughs> just even my coach, he was looking going. It was just horrible to watch because you could see the pain in my face. Yeah, uh, and like I and I don't make things uh, like if something hurts, I'll just crack on. But it was just so painful, and that I think they they didn't. Some I think it was just like oh, you know. But yeah, I think maybe maybe I'll, I'll do something stupid like that again, no doubt, at some point. But I just don't know what what or when it'll be. But yeah, it was definitely an experience. I actually enjoyed the time in the treadmill. The first six hours, it was quite. Because you get into, a, you know, when you're doing these challenges, you do get into a big, you know, a mindset and you do get fired up and you do have the confidence that you can keep going. And I think that, for me, that that definitely helped yeah. um, get me through the challenge, even though I didn't complete it. And you, you, so. you touched on it earlier on and it's, you know, having goals that scare you as well is a good thing because, you know, it gets that that extra, you know, the tough days when you don't feel like training and you're not feeling great, it, it gives you that motivation to get out there as well. So I think setting scary goals are I think be so. a good thing. Yeah, like I, I think if I never did that treadmill challenge, I probably wouldn't have done much running because yeah. uh, it was a goal that I thought, this will keep me interested. This will, And if lockdown actually I ends up being lockdown, I'm not allowed to go out at all and go on the treadmill. Yeah, I'm lucky enough to have one. So just make it a goal, make it something that's going to fit into your you know, your everyday life as well. Try not to make it a chore as well. And yeah. yes, it definitely gave you the, the motivation to do the training when you're having such a goal, big goal, an exciting goal, something that'll really like just, you know, get you, get you a little bit scared or get you a bit like, you know, what's that word? You know, when you're, you're a little bit, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Uh, apprehensive or... Apprehensive, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just something that's really does get you out of your comfort zone. Yeah. I think it's good for everyone. Yeah, mm. definitely. Good, good. So you've mentioned quite a few different things. So you've mentioned, obviously, 24-hour treadmill run. You've mentioned UTMB, cross-country, track. You've done a lot of different running over the years, marathons, 10Ks. So what would you say now is your discipline? Like, what is your discipline as a runner? I'm, I'm, I'm not even a master or anything. You know, master <laughs> at none, jack of all trades, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I, I wouldn't say, you know, the shorter distance, like, you know, I go out and do some runs. And I've still got some level of pace. You know, I'm, I'm now like 35, so I'm a master. You know, I'm a master's athlete. 35, his class has been a master's athlete. Brian, you'll be you're, you're, this, you're this 21, year, aren't you? So, like, that, it, I think probably ultra running's where where my kind of strengths are. And, you know, the like, maybe runnable ultras are where my strengths are. So, okay. You know, doing the British Hundred Kilometer Championships on the road, I got a bronze there, and that was on obviously on road, and 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 I got a, I was happy with my time there, and uh, so yeah, I think probably the good runnable ultras from a kind of fifty k to hundred k's where my current strengths are, and yeah. um, I think I'm starting to lose a little bit of pace uh, as I get a little bit older, but at the same time, I'm not training specifically for those events. Um, but maybe one day I'll go back to that and just yeah. reassess and maybe, yeah, circumstances. Right, right now it's mainly the ultra road, ultra road game. Yeah, ultra road and like ultra trail. And, yeah. you know, some of the trails are quite hilly. I'm still okay at that as well. So it's uh, technical, up, you know, technical downs I'm not, not great at mm -hmm. when it comes to downhill running technical terrain. But 
but yeah, other than that, that's probably where my strengths are. So. Yeah, cool. So yeah. talking about vulnerable ultras, then um, you have your you're the race organizer of the Murray Way Ultra Series. So there's some runnable trails and that. So do you want to just tell our listeners a bit about what the Murray Way Ultra Series is? Yeah. So I am. Um, so the this the the kind of original concept for it uh, stemmed from the Speyside Way race, which years and years ago was organised by one of the one of Scotland's greatest runners in any discipline, uh, Don Ritchie, who was the world record holder for. Uh, ultra, ultra many ultra distances and uh you know only the last couple of years the 100 kilometer road was road record was actually broken which stood for over 40 years yeah, uh, held by uh well was don richie now you know he, he's a local guy from from lossy mouth actually ran for forest hires which is oh, pretty okay. cool uh and uh and yeah so he organized the space and ultra and uh and then you know last recently last decade sarah louise Gregor organized the event and she was uh at, you know looking for someone to take it over so i was i asked a question can i take over <laughs> and, and, and she says yeah yeah crack on and you know gave me the, the kind of all the the briefings about you know what to do and where the course goes and and all those sort of things and i've never had the opportunity to to race it which i'm annoyed about but maybe <laughs> one day if i can get a, a reserve race director uh so so i you know i i initially we, we went with the concept to organize the race last august because of covid it got pushed uh it got pushed back to um november was it november yeah november mid mid-november and um and during that time uh i, I decided to 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 really um kind of think about the whole picture and think about there's the muddy way see there's a muddy way which is all encompassing the dava way the muddy coastal trail and the space side way and i thought why don't we do like a series yeah. uh because i think that's and it's probably an area that's grown in popularity when it comes to to ultra running i was like oh, i would love to do this i think it'd be a great idea and uh it'd be a great addition to the ultra running calendar and especially up north where there's maybe less ultra races but it's also a, a way of bringing people to Murray because I'm from Murray as well and I think the trails around Murray are just beautiful stunning areas to see and, and, and I think we're quite modest up there when it comes to shouting about who we are what we do obviously we've got the whiskey there so uh, yeah I decided to to just yeah let's crack on and, and make it a series uh, so the first, obviously, we had Space Sideway Ultra last year. Um, we, had, we were meant to have the Dava Way 50K, which uh, was meant to be last weekend. So that's a yeah, 50-kilometer race that goes from Granton to Forest, um, just along the, the trail there. Beautiful as, as well. Um, and then the Murray Coastal Trail, that's going to be – it's a 50-mile trail race that's going to take you from Forest to Cullen, the, the home of Cullen Skink, no doubt. <laughs> Uh, fantastic creamy fishy soup if any if anyone's never tried Colin Skink definitely try it you're missing out it's definitely part of healthy body healthy minds great stuff Uh, and then the next race is the uh, yeah Dava Way Murray Coastal Trail and then the Speyside Way but this time in August is the 28th of August the next race it's going to be a 37 mile event and a 100 kilometre event which will go from Ballandalach to 
uh, Bucky, which is a 37 run. The 100k one will go from Avi Moore uh, to Bucky. And then the final the final race is the 100 mile one that will basically be the full thing. <laughs> all three of them. Uh, all in one go. Why not? Uh, yeah. So that's 100 miles self supported. Um, and uh, and yeah, also there'll be things like in stations and, and things like that. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it, it's there's a lot of work that goes into organising races. And luckily I've got my assistant race director, Debbie, to help me out. But I've also got an army, you know, an army of volunteers mm-hmm. who have been hugely instrumental to get, making the races happen as well. Uh, you know, folk who've followed the Space Way Ultra Race and folk who are just, you know, met, you know, wanting to just be part of the ultra running community, which has been been really good. So um yeah, I think it wouldn't the races wouldn't happen without the volunteers. That's yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. So you took you took decided to take on the Space Side Way uh, race director in the middle of a global pandemic. <laughs> so was it wasn't the greatest initiation into oh, that? Not at all, no, I mean, you know, the the actual pushing the race back to November was a bold move because it could have still been cancelled. But yeah. things were actually looking up, and and there was a big. Then things started getting worse again, and then the tears started going up, and there was like 160 people who were ready to go to the race, and then. Big Nicola Sturgeon just said, "Right, that's not you're not having it. You're gonna, you're everyone's in tier four, tier. I think it was tier two to tier three, uh, and it meant that half the field couldn't go to the race. So we had like eighty runners and like too many buses." For you know, there was like only like five people on each bus, which, uh, yeah. which hey, it was it was socially distanced. That's that's for sure. But yeah, yeah running, you know, organising the race during COVID was yeah all the mitigation measures, the approval by Forestry Commission, Scottish Athletics granting the license, and then also just reviewing what your risk assessment is was was quite stressful. But it was definitely worth it to get a race. I think people were appreciative that we managed to put a race on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is there still spaces available in the, the the rest of the series? Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah. So the the Dava Way one, like, is there's a few. There's like we've got over two hundred spaces for the that uh, that have gone for the Dava Way. Uh, the Murray Coastal one, we've got over one hundred and ten runners taking part. Uh, but there's still a few spaces left. to yeah. cap that at one hundred and fifty, and then. Um, the the Murray 100, sorry, the Space Side Way Ultra. There's still spaces for those ones, and then the Murray Way 100. Well, you know, ironic, not ironically. Um, you know, funnily enough, there's many spaces left for the Murray 100. Very <laughs> <laughs> many people want to run 100 miles. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I, I, so yeah. But what about you? Are you gonna Are you gonna do it? Are you gonna do any of them? Or have you got other- an ultra? I, I don't know, like, you know, you know, obviously I did my D-side yeah. way ultra. That I was my, know. my first ever ultra um, was to do the, the D-side way, but I don't know. I think I've got more to achieve in the marathon first. Ah, I good, think, good. I think I've definitely got, I think I've still got a lot of improvement and I know there's a lot of time to come off my yeah. marathon time. So I think I'm, everything's marathon related, but, yeah. you know, you never know because things are changing all the time and races yeah. are, not happening, happening, you know, it's hard to plan something right now in regards to a marathon, so. Well, there's a voucher code just waiting for you then. Okay, well, I'll, <laughs> I'll maybe hold you to that. When's the next one? When's the next one? 12th June. of June and then the 28th of August. Uh, 12th of June's what distance again? 
That's the 50 miles, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'll, maybe, I'll maybe go to the next one. 37, 37 miles, is it? Space Highway, 28th August. Uh, that, may, that may be more like yeah. it. So, yeah. yeah, we'll see. And, and you've recently just taken on a new job as well, Kyle. So uh, fundraising manager at the Athletics Trust Scotland. So it's a new, new role, new business. So how's that looking right now? Yeah, yeah. So, so basically, um, you know, the having the, you know, when I when I resigned from Aberdeen Sports Village, uh, well, in fact, in fact, before that, there was a, a position opened up um, as part time fundraising manager for Athletics Trust Scotland. So, uh, I kind of, you know, I thought I, I was working full time at Aberdeen Sports Village, and I was like, you know what, I'm. I want, I've been there for almost a decade now. I want to change. Uh, I'm hugely passionate about, uh, you know, athletics and, and running. And this is kind of like the perfect role, uh, especially initially being part-time and, you know, with all my other hats that I've got on at the moment. So, I, you know, I, I did take a gamble uh, by, by you know, applying. And, but the more I think about it, the more it's, it's definitely the right the right decision I've made. And, yeah. uh and it's a hugely kind of rewarding one as well, um, especially kind of with the experience that I've got and the passion. Uh, so essentially what the charity is, it's, it's a charity um, and it's it's been established with the sort of purpose of supporting um, the ongoing development of athletics in Scotland through kind of various fundraising activities. Um, and in uh, kind of the main sort of three strands of the, the, this, the charity are to, you know, transform lives through athletics and running and um, is to next one be targeted medals and and also strengthen communities through athletics and running which are three huge meaty um kind of objectives for yeah. the for the for the trust um but you know I, I, it, we're going to be working closely with the governing body scottish athletics so we've got that sort of support network there and um, we've got i can i, I, I a, a, a good wealth of various trustees as well. Uh, Ian Beatty, who's the chair of the trustee, who's um, stepping down as chair of Scottish Athletics uh, in, in, in September. And then we've got the entrepreneur at Paddy Burns, who is the, the kind of the guy from the, who's developed Minecraft. Uh, ah, okay. And uh, Ailey Doyle, Olympian Ailey Doyle. We've yep. got um, Joe Joe Butterfield as well, uh, and um, yeah, our previous CEO of Scottish Athletics, Mark Monroe. So there's a real range of people who can uh, who, who can help just drive the trust forward and and kind of make it recognisable as uh, something that it, something that's going to be you know it's going to be a distributing um, it's going to be a distributing funds charity. Uh, so it's going to distribute funds to various. Um, clubs individuals organizations as well so it's uh it's a big it's a big trust and yeah. it's going to be hugely rewarding you know seeing that that sort of you know that that money going towards really worthwhile causes as well and you know i think it's it's something that all tra- all charities are great in their own respects as well but the, the thing about sport is the, the benefit that has an exercise the benefit that has on your mental and physical health is huge you know it, it can literally transform your life your life it can extend your life um it's you know all these big things that can result in you not having to get certain uh you know conditions like uh diabetes and things like that so it's 
it's all these things that you know that 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 the trust can can do to help yeah. and, and it's and it's going to be you know working with our partner agencies like nhs uh jog scotland and obviously the governing body as well and uh and, and also working with the charity sam h as well um oh yeah yeah and, and hopefully trying to you know collaborate with getting you know attracting um some of the funds that we need to we need for it to invest in in this in in the trust as well so yeah it's awesome. going to be exciting it's, yeah it's, it sounds yeah it sounds like it's going to be really rewarding it's also like full circle for you as well like you mentioned earlier about that alaska trip that was funded by scottish athletics yeah. and now you're you know part of the the yeah. team that's heading up you know fundraising for the next generation as well so well, well that's it yeah i mean it, it just simply like something's so simple like um you know, the one one part of the project is to you know have a, a a scholarship program for young athletes, and it could just be something simple like getting travel expenses to a, a race or getting kit that they might not be able to afford. Could could make them you know that could be the difference for them being in the sport and not being in the sport. Yeah. So it's it's little things like that can make a, a huge difference. And um, yeah, I think when when these projects start coming to fruition, then that's where the reward and the, the, the rewards will, will come for, for the athletes and also me as a fundraising manager as well. So yeah, yeah. looking forward to how that goes as well. Yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations on the new, new role and, and good you. luck with it. I'm sure you'll do a, a great job and I look forward to helping out in any way that we can as well. So yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah. Cheers. So another hat you've mentioned hats is your, your coaching hat. So you've also got your, your own business TRS training. So you're a running coach um, and well, personal training as well. So how does that look for your clients? What type of clients are you training? What kind of yeah. training, uh, coaching are you doing? Yeah. So at the moment, um, you know, it's it, because I'm part-time as a fundraising manager and, you know, the, the, the kind of organizing side of things is a mix of myself and Debbie and also the, the volunteers helping out with that. So that's kind of a bit of a hobby more than actual work but <laughs> you know the fundraising the, the running coaching side of things is kind of the main focus for me anyway and uh you know that's I've been doing it for a good couple of years now um, and it's it's been yeah again just another rewarding part of what I do um, and you know I, I think as a personal trainer in, in uh, Aberdeen Sports Village and then managing the personal trainers and the health and fitness side of things you know I've got that sort of expertise and how to run uh, a, a kind of business as well um yeah. so yeah it's been it's been you you know i've got a, a runners mainly runners uh ranging from people who've just started running to people who have been running for a few you know a good few years and just want to really just sharpen up and find where their where their peak is and in times and, and personal best and things uh and it's been yeah the, the, the seeing the the difference in, in the the benefit that the training a provider makes and the coach and the provider makes is again just hugely rewarding and uh you know i've had some guys who have gone from like a 310 marathon to you know well under 20 minutes 240 even uh you know one one guy in particular fraser you know yeah, he's, fraser Gormley, yeah. he's been uh he's just follows he just follows and trusts the process and uh you know you get he sometimes goes on he gets off the straight and narrow sometimes, but you know when he's back in the game, he's he, he, what a difference it's made for him and uh, you know and other other athletes as well. Uh, so it's just been yeah hugely rewarding for me and um, seeing their times get quicker and, and it's it's been it's one one thing that, that that that's that's difficult is 
some people find it difficult to trust the process and, and yeah. believe what, what, what I'm giving them is going to nine times out of 10 work for them. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's one thing I would say to anyone who's considering, and we, we spoke about it earlier, is uh, you know just sticking with a structure and being consistent and believing in it. Uh, and and I think if you can if you can do that all those all those things and it'll make a massive difference to your to you know you achieving your goal or getting closer to that time that you want to break. So, uh, but yeah, I mean you know I, I mainly run coach mainly just online through a training peaks a platform called Training Peaks and um, okay. and you know I schedule the program sessions in and. Uh, and you know the athlete and I will have a discussion and a chat about how the week's going and and what what we're going to be looking into for the the following week or the following few weeks. Uh, so I usually do you know like a, a training a basic training plan or a training plan schedule and program for them or it's like a run coaching so the full beans so you're meant you know coping you know race strategies to mental prep to um, yeah just really just working with them in that kind of more regular basis so yeah. that's the two options i have I, I i do personal training as well not as much as i as i usually do uh just having the time to do it's yeah. just at the moment and being in lockdown there yeah. but yeah mainly run coaching is what i'm focusing on at the moment so yeah, it's, cool. yeah and you, you spoke about important. time there and i know one of the things i like about trs is how you're very honest and transparent around you know the the challenges of your training you've got a young family what a boy's what two now is he? Ah, he's almost two now. Yeah, yeah. we another we one on the way. I one in the way as well. So that again, that's uh, end of June. The baby number two is going to yeah. be is. So how do you I, manage uh, your training around the young family as well? That's a that's a good question. I'm still <laughs> trying to figure out that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, it's definitely you know juggling everything at the moment is 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 a challenge, especially in lockdown as well. And you know my wife Debbie, she's a. Uh, professional triathlete as well and she's a, got a full-time job too so it's obviously she's pregnant at the moment but she still want you know wants to get out and keep fit and just to make a comeback and after baby number two and um, so like we both work, work together quite well when it comes to just getting in the training you know it might be a bit of a tag team um, but mainly the main focus really is just planning your day planning your week and things can change but if you don't have a plan for the day, then it's just going to go out of pot. And yeah. if you don't have a plan for the for the week, then again, it can it can cause issues too down the line. And there's a priority as well. You know, the first priority being look after us, look after your own, look after yeah. your kids, make yes. sure they're okay. And then uh, you know, whatever happens after that, you know, get your hours done and your job, and and then you know everything else kind of comes fits in behind that. But you know, you guys do it really well. You and Fraser, and you get up really early. I think that's a big, a big plus for, you know, if you want to be, you know, want to get the training, then there's just getting up really early and getting it out of the way, not out of the way, but just, it really does set up your day. Yeah. Just getting out and doing something in the morning, it sets you up and it actually makes you sleep better. I find if I wake, you know, get up early in the morning, I find that I sleep better at night, which yeah, okay. is, I think there's some science behind that too, uh, that if you, if you can do that, then, then you will feel more energized during the day and you'll yeah. sleep better at night uh, it's, it kind of, i think it all, all comes back to the sunrise and the sunset isn't it you know, yeah. when you 
the sun's starting to rise, you wake up, get out, and then when the sun starts to set, you you start kind of winding down. And I think I'm a big believer in in that kind of routine as well. I mean, I'm a big believer. It's whether or not I, I do it. So another <laughs> sleep sleep consi- sleep consistency is so important as well. Yeah. You know, that's like going. You know, I've spoken about this before. Going to bed and waking up at the same time every day. Yeah. Um, you know, I know it can it can be difficult with different uh, cha- challenges and uh, priorities in life, but I think if you can get into a pretty good routine of you know going to bed at night at a similar time every night, getting up, it just your body just knows it's time to sleep as well. So yeah. that's a that's a really good habit to try and get into. Yeah. But yeah, that getting up early, yeah, yeah, you're right. Me and me and Fraser, who you've mentioned, is a a mutual friend of us of us both and we'll maybe get him on a podcast at some point as well actually oh yeah, we'll yeah. Put that out there now but yeah getting up early and just getting it done and you know the, the feeling of accomplishment after yeah. you've done it and you've done it so early and you yeah. can just get on with your day you know it really does set you up and oh. just now you know the, the time that we're going out just now the sun's rising and yeah. what an amazing feeling it is just running with the sun coming up and yeah yeah, yeah. Th- even just this morning me me martin and fraser went for a run up um you know on, on the coast at Newborough, the sun's coming yeah. up it's just amazing it just sets you up for the day so. oh, it's just beautiful you can't you, 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 mentally it just really does give you so much energy yeah you feel like a million dollars after you've you've been out and done something like that. And it doesn't have to just be running it can just be a walk and and or a cycle or, or something it doesn't have to just be going out for a run it's uh, it's the same sort of process isn't it but, yeah exactly just yeah. Get, get outside get into nature get moving yeah. it's, it's yeah. only, it can only be good for you so okay so you've mentioned you know quite a few different things that you've done over the years so what's your some of your most memorable races and that could be good or bad I won't speak about that World's Way one again. That's uh, it's definitely a memorable one. <laughs> Episode number ninety-two of that. I don't know if it is, but <laughs> if you want to look, Set, look up, look up, turn on the shorts and look for the World's Way. And- yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, obviously, UTMB was a big one. Um, probably the first time I got picked for the GB team, uh, the World Trail Running Championships in Italy. That was just amazing to you know, go into the race and I had a strategy is, was, you know, and I had my fuel and all set up, all ready to go. And it was a really, really hot day. Uh, I trained really, really hard for it. I was in the sauna doing some heat acclimatization. Um, it was just like full on, like, I'm going to do as good as I can for this race. And I went into the race and, uh, you know, I was a bit like, you know, all these amazing looking runners of all these different countries and they looked so much faster than I did. Their kit looked better than mine. You know, the trainers just looked far more tanned. They, they looked longer levers than I had. And I thought, man, I'm going to get my ass handed to me here. And, uh, so that was a little bit like, yeah, God, I'm, am I out my comfort here? De- am I out my, my depth here? And, uh, and, you know, a lot of the other GB runners had been there before and I was like, oh God, I'm going to, you know, I, I got like fourth in the, the trial race, but I mean, it was a sprint finish between three of us. I'll go into that another, you know, in another yeah. uh, gloomy night. But, uh, but yeah, so I went into the race, went off really, really easy, like stupidly easy. Cause I, I and I was like about 90th place uh, at the time. And I thought, right, just hold it together. you these people are going to go out. And I know, you know, this is a lot of the, some of the runners, certainly the European runners, end up just going like a bat over hell. And just, it's just daft how quick they go. And I was I'm not getting sucked into that. And I just had a good, for my second ultra race, I just, I was, I just went in quite felt as, you know, looking back on it, it was quite a mature race. And then I got to like mile 10 and I just started getting a little bit quicker, slowly just 
maybe not quicker, but just probably the same level of pace that I was at. And uh, I just kept going past people. I think only like two people went past me in the whole race and uh, ended up passing the, the first Brit uh, with like three, four miles to go. And uh, and then, I, yeah, I got, I was 26th place in the, the, the world champs and first Brit. Uh, and that was just a massive, like, wow, I didn't think I would get first Brit here because it was some amazing Brit. So that kind of just really just uh, gave me a lot more confidence in, in ultra running and just really made me want to keep doing it and just compete internationally. Uh, and then the, week, the, the year after that, I went to the New Zealand race and ultra, tra- ultra trail world tour race and uh, got like a fifth place. And again, it was the same sort of race. I had no idea what position I was in. And I was aiming for a top five. That was my main goal. A goal was to get a top five in this race and uh, got like a fifth place. So I was in sixth until the race organizer said, oh, you got a fifth. And I thought, what? <laughs> I was just over the moon. I've got like pictures of my face, facial expression, yeah. like not believing it. And those kind of races just, uh, yeah, just were just achieving those goals. is just something that you can't, money can't buy. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably my kind of main races. I've run so many races that, it's for various various reasons are some of my most memorable ones you know i could almost argue my first ever race in my forest primary school race was maybe my best because i wouldn't if i didn't if i wasn't introduced to the sport i might not be doing it i might be in a different i might not be in the you know in these different roles that i'm in now so it's uh yeah it's it's amazing how you know Rather, you know, something that you're passionate about can evolve into something that's just your your lifestyle and yeah, uh, yeah your way of, way of life, I suppose. And so, what's what is there still to achieve in running for you? Then, what's your goals? Oh, good, good question. Um, I still want to take a stab at getting another GB vest um, in in ultra running this year, and it, maybe even ne- next year. I, mean, I was oh, hugely close to getting one for the hundred k last year, but it didn't go ahead because of COVID. So that was a bit frustrating. Um, but yeah, I think definitely, you know, I, I want to do a 24 hour track race as well in the ultra scene, just to see what sort of distance I can run in that and see where that takes me. I've got no idea if I would be good at it or not. I, mean, I also didn't get a chance doing the treadmill might challenge. Be slight, might be slightly easier than a treadmill. <laughs> yeah, you'd think so. I mean, the difference with that is, you know, I, I would pace it a lot more conservatively than I did at the treadmill challenge because mm-hmm. I wouldn't be aiming for a hundred mile distance. I'd be aiming for like a 24 hour mm-hmm. sort of, uh, distance um but but yeah i think yeah definitely continuing to be just trying to get as good as i can in the sport based on you know my age and where i'm at um and then i'd love to get a, and i don't think i'll get a pb for 10k again i just think it's i think i'm just a little bit past it in terms of pace and speed but i think my marathon time could probably get reviewed slightly at some point especially with all these carbon shoes coming out as well so you know stick one of them in my i'd love to know what i what i would have ran if i never you know if i ran my pb with one of those shoes but it is what it is you know it's, i'll probably end up running the same time just uh so I'm, we, I'm might, we might still see you line up in a marathon then. i think so yeah like I've, I've been lucky enough to take part in lots of marathons and uh, it's been yeah, it's been Chicago, London, uh, Niagara Falls Marathon, Tallahassee Marathon in Florida, and uh, some major marathons. I haven't you know got a podium, but I've been able to podium in the Loch Ness Marathon and uh, Niagara winning that one, and then uh, Tallahassee getting a second there, and you know, my wife trumping me at getting a first there. But uh, <laughs> you know, so that yeah, that's uh, yeah, just want to I want to be doing the sport and for a long time 
and and it might it will be a, be a point where I'll never know where my peak's going to be. Uh, it'll happen, and I'll be oh that was my peak, and but just in enjoying it and just finding new challenges and just yeah. keeping it. As, as uh, Fraser Klein said on the podcast, it's just, you know, as, as you get older, just find new distances you've never done before, and then it's always going to be a PB. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Age group PBs as well. Eh? Uh, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, okay, well, you're also a user of our HBHM CBD oil. So how has that benefited you so far, Kyle? Yeah, I mean, you know, I was introduced uh, when, when, when Martin, you know, Put out a message saying he's he's now you know I knew he was doing it and uh, and I, I met you know I messaged him and asked for a discount code and uh, and I still paid for it. that's how much I believed in the product yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, it was uh, and, and you know I haven't looked back it's been brilliant it's been uh, it's been really good and the main reason I wanted to to to, to kind of utilize it or to to query it was uh, you know I was having a bit of anxiety over like work and. Um, all the stresses under COVID and the uncertainty of it. And um, and also, you know, from a sports perspective as well, being an ultra runner, I'm pounding the pounding the trails and the road quite a lot. So, yeah, I wanted to see what, what it would be good, you know, how good it would be and, and how would it help my recovery or would it, yeah. it help improve recovery. But so what, you know, some of it I thought initially would be a bit of a placebo, but there's no doubt at all that it's had a good, you know, a positive effect on, you know, anxiety levels, um, being able to sleep better at night as well. Mm-hmm. I usually take it at nighttime when to allow that that better recovery at nighttime because mm-hmm. I sometimes don't sleep that well. I'm a bit restless, and I've found that taking HPHM has been been a real, um, yeah, a, a real positive for me uh, by taking it. You know, on a kind of daily daily kind of level as well yeah. and some sometimes uh yeah sometimes I, I you don't know if it does work but when you look back and you think if i didn't take that i don't think i would have slept that well and, yeah and in terms of you know in terms i've listened to some episodes about and uh, a bit of you know what, what it does as well and the recovery side of things it, it can enhance the recovery and yeah. I, you know I, I don't know if it has or it hasn't but i think I think it has. I think it's definitely had an effect over a, a period of time. But I think that's also to do with the lack, you know, the the the, the less number of training sessions I'm doing per week. <laughs> I'll certainly, when I get back into heavy training, I'll be taking it, you know, yeah. to make sure that I'm I'm actually, you know, recovering as well as I could be. And you know, the good thing as well is it's a legal substance as well. Yeah. You know, I know it's not gonna, you know, if I come in a test and I'm I'm I'm, I'm it's not gonna come positive. So yeah. so that's a good thing for me. It's reassuring that it's a safe product to use as yeah. an as an elite athlete as well. So yeah, well good good to have good to have as a customer. And we've we've also did some uh, collaborations with Kyle as well. So for the listeners, go back and go onto our Instagram and YouTube and there's some videos we've got up there with with Kyle and you can you can see what he looks like if you're uh, face for the, a face for the radio me you got a face for the podcast <laughs> <laughs> oh well good yes. so I like to round up the the podcast and ask our guests for their top tips in three specific areas so um the three areas are your top tip for improving performance for improving recovery and for improving sleep so Kyle Gregg, what's your your top tip for improving performance? Oh, now, now you teed me up with this one uh, before, and and, and I'm gonna, I'm not going to wing it, but my top tip for improving performance, I think, is to make sure that you're consistent 
and you have yeah. a structure. Uh, I think they're the most important things. Is if you can have consistency and have a structure, then and follow that structure, then I think you've got no doubt that you're going to improve your performance. Um, and now that structure also has to have a bit of you know a bit of theory behind it as well, not just going out and just doing you know the same thing day in day out. You've got to have a bit of variability as well, and that's probably you know consistency structure. And make sure that it's varied so that you can enjoy it. I think yeah. are the three main things for me that, that, that will improve your performance. Nice one. Yeah. And how uh, about recovery then? What's your top tip for recovery? Improving recovery. So from a, you know, from a kind of performance, or not a performance, but from an athlete perspective is to have days when you're feeling, you're not feeling great. Just listen to your body. Yeah. Don't just go by a, have a structure, but have a bit of, flex within that structure so if you're not feeling good that day just have a day off or yeah. you know reduce the the quality or the intensity of your effort and you'll feel much better for it yeah uh, rather than just forcing yourself to do yeah. it anyway when you're not feeling great it could have yeah. more harm than good yeah because what will happen then is you know you're not going to recover you're you're just going to get worse and your, your body might need that extra day to recover and to allow that stresses that you've gained in a training session to, yeah. to really take shape as well and um, so yeah i think recovery to to recover is where you you're, you you improve your your physiological parameters when it comes to sport mainly anyway um so yeah make sure that's a, it's part of your training routine it's part of improving your performances to yeah exactly uh, improve your recovery yeah 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 exactly your your that's the your time your body needs that time to recover that's how you repair the muscles that you've stressed yeah you know, with your activity. So yeah. And part of obviously the way of repairing those muscles is sleep. So what's your, your top tip for improving sleep? Improving sleep. Well, I think you said it earlier, which, you know, make sure that you sleep at the sort of same time most days, yeah. uh, you know, okay. The odd night here and there, but uh, you know, I, I get up at, you know, if I, we go to bed at 9 PM, you know, that's how sad we are these days, but <laughs> We get up and I get a good level. I get a lot of sleep now, but before that, I would I would just be you know not sleeping. I'd be getting up and silly, you know, going to bed at silly o'clock and in different times of the night, and and it's just not good for training as well. If you're doing if you're in a hard training block or you're training for something, just have a bit of consistency with your training, but have a bit of consistency with the timings of your sleep as well. Yeah. Yeah. Nice one. Thank you. Do good top tips for our listeners. So well, I hope so. Eh? Yeah, definitely. So where where can people find you then? Where can they follow you? What's your different? Uh... It's, uh, I feel like I'm this guy who just has all these different things, but you know, it's, they're not all full time because I think it'd blow up if that was the case. I wouldn't uh, be in my sleep, that's for sure. Uh, you know, firstly, I suppose you know my Instagram handle is uh, TRS Training. And uh, yeah, you can get me on Facebook um as well, Kyle Greg there. Uh what else do I have? I've got the Tartan Running Shorts, um, Instagram, um, Tartan Running Shorts. Just search for the the show uh, on any of your podcast platforms. Uh, if you're interested in any of the races, the MurrayWayUltras.com. It's got a website there. Um, the else? Trust. The Trust as well, yeah. So the Trust, um, we've got a website, athleticstrustscotland.org.uk. Uh, you can email me as well at kyle.greg at 
athleticstrustscotland.org.uk as well. And you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook as well. And we'll, we'll put all those in the show notes as well. Oh, I'll, I'll be spending you. a bit of time. I'll be spending <laughs> a bit of time putting all these things in the show notes. <laughs> It'll be longer than the episode. That's yeah. me rambling, eh? So, yeah. Oh, well, nice one, Kyle. Thanks really. Thanks so much for, for coming on. It's been great to uh, chat to you and find out a bit more about who Kyle Gregg is and and what it is you're up to. So yeah, thanks very much for coming on. Oh, it's, thank you for having me on the show. It's been a, a pleasure speaking and rambling about all things uh, healthy body, healthy minds. And yeah, I, I suppose the last but not least, as a podcaster, I hope it's on record and we'll have to repeat all, uh, <laughs> all 90 minutes worth. But I see the record buttons on. So def- def- definitely <laughs> on, yeah. That's uh, always something I haven't made that mistake yet. Touch wood. Um, Touch wood, yeah. Uh, oh well, no, thanks very much, Kyle, and we'll we'll see you soon. Excellent. Thank you for having me. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks so much for listening to the latest episode of the HBHM podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Just a reminder that you can get 15% off at checkout on hbhm.com by putting in the code HBHM pod. Please share the latest podcast on socials at Instagram. We are at HBHM official and we look forward to speaking to you next time.